who is the most likely and best beneficiary of my products and services, who values me the most, meaning they're willing to pay my premium, they love what I do, they place a high value on what I do, and would refer me to others willingly and often. What would be so compelling about my business that my competitors' customers would be willing to leave buying from them and buy from me and pay a premium? What would I have to do? What would I have to offer? And then secondly, what would be so compelling about my business that my competitors' employees would leave working for them and come work for me and be willing to earn less than they earn now? Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hello, Gavin here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind podcast and another in my very popular mini-series, Keep Your Boat Afloat, Business Survival Guide During COVID-19 Times. Today, Carl Gould is our guest from the US. Uh, Carl is an expert in business growth, having grown and scaled um, multiple companies himself before getting into the business of coaching and consulting and helping others do the same. Today's conversation, we focus on doubling down about, um, particularly if you are struggling the need to double down on your customer avatar, who really needs your help right now. And also, uh, what are the actions and the strategies, upward, sideways, downways, downward strategies that work during an economic winter and why building a community is important right now? You'll enjoy this thought-provoking interview with Carl Gould. Hello, um, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast and to another in my mini-series, Keep Your Boat Afloat, Business Survival Guide During COVID-19 Times. We're reaching across the pond in this episode. I'm delighted to have Carl Gould on the podcast because Carl has got some specific expertise in scaling and growing businesses, but also helping businesses through times of um, challenge and survival times. So, Carl, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And um, I think we are definitely brothers in one sense in that we are all under quarantine. So um, uh, so I wish everybody safe and healthy, tra- safe and healthy life. Yes, not much travel at the moment, uh, but yes, self and So, Carl, please do introduce right, yourself. I, just, I caught, I caught myself there. Yeah, I caught myself <laughs> there. Like, I safe travel. No, 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 no. No one's traveling right now. So, uh, <laughs> kind of caught myself on that one. So, Carl, do introduce yourself to the listeners. Um, my name is Carl Gould. I'm a growth advisor based in uh, northern New Jersey, in the greater New York City metropolitan area. Um, and um, I started my entrepreneurial career when I was 18 years old. I started a landscape design build firm and uh, right out of college after suffering a leg injury and I had to leave school and I moved on to being a real estate developer and um, a residential home builder. I sold both of those businesses in sequence, um, but I started my coaching career in the early 1990s. Uh, working with Tony Robbins and Great. being a coach for uh, Franklin Covey yep. and you know, situational leadership. Great. And then um, 
launched the business that I have today in 2002. Fantastic. And that's actually when I started off by, with my own business in 2002. So that's, a, that, that's amazing. And, and I think in early part of your career, you, you, were, you were initially, until you had your leg injury, following a path of um, accounting, weren't you? Accounting and finance? That's right. Oh, well done. Yes. Uh, so I was studying accounting and finance and um, at uh, the University of Delaware. And uh, yeah, and got, that got cut short. And um, I was thrust into the world of entrepreneurship, but you know, to be candid, I probably would have ended up there anyway. Yeah, I know that feeling, and my journey is not dissimilar. I qualified as a chartered accountant, but then quickly moved on into the world of helping businesses to grow and the leaders within them to grow. So, yeah, the people and the strategy were much more uh, of interest to me than sort of tax computations and preparing uh, statutory accounts. Um, so, what I'd really love to dive into is that. Um, some observers would have predicted uh, a period of winter in business, you know, a period of, if it, some commentators would liken the cycles, uh, an economic cycle to having spring, summer, autumn and winter. Um, so some could have predicted that, you know, on that, on that cycle of 10 to 12 years, we were heading for winter, but possibly others would, uh, this has taken them by surprise about the speed upon which coronavirus has just put the economy into a, you know, a, a sudden stop. I'd like to spend some time, you know, uh, exploring what can business owners do now, using that analogy of winter, to A, help the, keep their boat afloat, keep this, help their business survive out through the other side of this, and then B, position themselves so that they're able to participate when we get to this, this season of spring and the, the, the economy starts to turn around and grow again, whether that be in two years' time or whatever the time frame. Yeah, well, the um, it's going to be an interesting time because the um, winter is been around for a while, and it's going to stay around for a while. Um, you know, I uh, back in the '90s, I started my research on you know the seasons of business, and um, it's really been uh, fascinating, not only to me just how uh, just how severe winter has been, and, but how accurately the um, and predictable the patterns are. So um, we go through these twenty to twenty-five year cycles, and um, uh, every every following every world conflict for the last five hundred years, we have initiated these four seasons: spring, summer, fall. And winter. We find ourselves right now in winter, but our last spring was 1946 to 64. That was the baby boomers following World War II and 65 to 85 Gen Xers, right? Yeah, and then yeah. um, uh, 2005 through, um, uh, sorry, 1985 through 2005, that was the fall. That's the harvest. But in 2005, we entered winter and it is anticipated we will go through um 2029 whoa in our current winter yeah yeah we're in this for a bit we're not we're not out of this anytime soon but at a minimum at a minimum four more years and the reason why that is predicted that we'll go four more years is that during the obama uh, administration and during the financial global financial meltdown there were a number of uh, entitlement and subsidy programs that extended that recovery so it's likely pushed winter out a few more years. But what's, what is, um, what is uh, the hallmark of winter is its volatility. And for the last 500 years, every 80 years, um, we have followed this pattern. And, and it's based on demographics. 
we go into a certain, uh, you know, at 32 years old, we buy our first house at yeah. 46 years old. We, on average, we are in our prime earning years at 52 years old. We go into our prime saving years. And when the baby boomers in mass go from, uh, go from their prime spending to their prime saving years, you know, the, there needs to be another generation that exerts its authority and its presence on the, on the economy. And for the first, you know, the, the baby boomer generation we have now is the largest and most affluent in history. And for the first time, the, the generations that come after it are smaller. Um, and so they, they did not pick up the slack. So that's why we see all this, we, all this volatility while the millennials catch up and get into their prime you know, you know, earning and spending years. And the millennials are quite a big demographic in their own right, though, aren't they? And they are rapidly approaching their earning years, their spending years. <laughs> that's right. And that's why we see the boom we're in right now. But there are, um, but there's overinflated um, value in the markets. And there has been for a while because, you know, <clears throat> all of this real estate that's out there, we, you know, Gen Xers and older, we wanted to own stuff. That was important for us. Absolutely. Um, the millennials don't want to own no. stuff. They want access to things. Yeah. So there's, so what's important is they're saying, I don't want that office building. No. I use co-working facilities. Sure. So now we have office space, a glut of it. We now, you know, people don't want that big house anymore. They're not as concerned about even owning a car. Mm. Well, why do I need to do that when I can Uber or Lyft my way around? Sure. I've got access to millions of cars. Why would I want to be bothered with mine? And, um, and so every, every 500 years, there have been two commercial corrections, 2008 and 2009 was the first major one globally. And we were waiting for the second and welcome. We are here. Mm -hmm. This is it. This is our second correction and this will usher us into spring. But winter, is, the hallmark is volatility. The market's going to swing high and low and sideways, but it's going to swing wildly. And the acuteness of winter, you know, and the, and, the, uh, and, and the pendulum swings are much more dramatic now because of technology. The, the, the technology forces winter to be more volatile each and every time we go through it. Right. I'm interested in your your sort of thoughts and predictions that you know this could be to 2020. Did you say 2029 before we would see spring? 2029, yeah. Right. So that's a that, that's a long winter. So it sure is. Yeah. So so the yeah and it and it so demographics drive it. This is very very predictable. I read a book, Gavin, in 1997 called The Fourth Turning, which kind of kicked off my research in this area. And I remember reading it and it read like a conspiracy theory. The world is going to stop and the markets are going to crash and there's going to be world conflict. And I remember finishing the book saying, huh, never going to get that weekend of my life back. <laughs> and yet one week after the other, one year after the other, one cycle after the other, it kept becoming truer and truer, truer, truer. And 20 years later, the book is dead on. Dead on. And so that obviously piques your interest as you, as, as you found things becoming true and true, that, that prompted you to want to research it more. Yeah. And it, and it validated what my early re- research had, had shown. And so this, I've been talking about this for 10 years. 
But we are in our second correction right now, number one, and we are in our world conflict. As a matter of fact, you know, we've with COVID-19, we've never in our lifetime had an experience where everybody was going through the same thing at the same time all around the world. Yep. This is a new one. Uh, this this is unprecedented from that standpoint. But what it's what it does is a world conflict galvanizes people that we, we experience the worst of times, but the best of us. And when we all get through this, which we will, um, the markets are going to settle in. They're going to settle in low, lower, not, not lower than they are now. They could be at this rate. They could even be a little higher, but they are going to settle in at a modest and reasonable rate. It will not be overinflated. And they, you know, we will have a time of peacetime. And what do you know? Millennials are coming into not only their prime uh, spending years, but they're, they'll be entering in mass into their 30s when it's likely they're going to start families too. Sure. So it is likely we'll have another baby boom. Yeah. You know, five years from now or thereabouts. Yeah. And some would predict nine months from now we're going to be having a baby boom. <laughs> All these people in quarantine, but uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I th- that's very, very possible. You know. Quarantine typically equals babies. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so the, uh, the the situation then about the length of the uh, the winter, based born out of those demographics that you've just been describing, you know, that length of that winter is probably uh, putting it to put it mildly a note of concern in in the minds of uh, of many people listening to this now. So, w- what are the strategies that you um, believe are, are the most effective during? sort of periods of winter, metaphorically, in terms of the business and the, the economy? So you, um, you need to have, every business needs to have an up, sideways, and down strategy for their business. Meaning, when the market's going up, confidence is going up, the velocity of the economy, you need your expansion strategy. Okay, I need to expand to meet demand. You know, the velocity is moving quicker. And I need my premium offering because when the, when the, When the um, economy is moving quickly and people don't have time, they will trade their they will trade their money for convenience. And so anything that you can do where you're saving people time and you charge them a premium for it would be valuable in a fast moving economy. You know, like having uh, the luxury box or the express line or the ambassadors club, the points club. Yeah. When you're going down, you need your contraction strategy. You know, the economy is retracting. You need to contract. So one thing we recommend every business do right now is staff to the valleys and subcontract and outsource to the peaks. So in other words, everyone's learning right now, Gavin, that, um, you know, when I'm busy, I have to add things on. I add people and inventory and costs and locations and more space. Well, as you're learning, if you don't, if you can't contract your business when the economy retracts, then you give away all that profit. All sure. that money you've been working so hard for over the last few years will be gone if you can't contract your business quickly enough. And so it's an equal skill, the skill of expanding to meet demand and retracting to meet the contracting economy. You need to have both of those skills. So staff to the valley, subcontract to the peaks. Um, that's, the, that's the first thing that we suggest you do. The next thing you do, and especially right now during this time, is you do not buy an asset at retail price. Yep. Absolutely not. 
You know, and any asset means people, it means real estate, it means equipment, it means machinery. Our formula is 60% ARV. Whatever the asking price is, you'll do your research, of course, but in the interest of time, whatever the asking price is, you offer 60% and then you deduct what repairs are necessary to make that particular item functional, okay? And so 60% ARV is what we're after. Okay. And, we, and we manage for cash flow because spring is not an equity play. Right. You can't rely on the thing buying and just increasing in value when you're selling it for that. You might, this is a cash flow play first and equity play second. Hey, Gavin here. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this mini series within the Business Mastermind podcast entitled Keep Your Boat Afloat Business Survival Guide in COVID-19 Times. If you're getting value from this, please do share it across your social media networks and to your business colleagues and acquaintances because I've gone out and got a number of guests lined up that will really help such as the MD of the British Business Bank, a business disaster planning specialist, people around marketing and around mindset at this crucial time, including an Olympic athlete. So there's some really fantastic and really high caliber content coming your way, designed to help and support you through these challenging times. I've also put together a PDF entitled the same, Keep Your Boat Afloat, a business survival guide during COVID-19 times. You can get that free at bit.ly, keep your boat afloat. So you go to this link, bit or this URL, sorry, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat, all lowercase, all one word, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat. I cover eight areas around employees, cash strategies, the supply to your business, suppliers, your customers, pivot and adapt, your marketing, your mindset, and your community. You'll get a lot of value from that as well in support of, in addition to what you'll find listening to this mini series, Keep Your Boat Afloat. So that URL again, bit.ly forward slash keep your boat afloat. And most of all, take care and look after those closest to you. So, um, paying 60% of uh, asking price for any assets, managing yeah. to cash, uh, resizing your cost base so that you are reducing your fixed costs and you know, and then you're catering for your peaks and troughs by flexing yeah. your outsourced yeah. workforce. Great. Yeah, and I'm trying not to geek out because both you and I are accountants here, but we you want as many variable costs as possible sure. in your profit and loss yeah yeah uh everyone so yeah great and, and that also gives you flexibility to, to turn those costs that cost base up and down as you need to in terms of the business growth bingo bingo and we need to be nimble we need to be nimble during this time that's incredibly important great so what else then so you stuff to the valleys and then you sort of subcontract or outsource to the peaks you pay 60 percent of asking price for your assets what's something else that you would recommend people what the you know the from their playbook during winter yeah well, it, with immediate effect, look at your pricing strategy. And as I mentioned, you need to have an up, a down, and a sideways strategy. And when people, when it's going up, you raise your prices and have a premium offering, have a free offering when the market goes sideways, which it's, it's, it's going down right now, but it's going to go sideways for a while because we don't know where bottom is. We don't know if we're recovering. Okay. So it's going to go sideways. So we need to have a free you know, so in other words, risk-free 
trial period with, with, um, you know, payment after I've experienced the result of your, um, of your product or service. So software SaaS models and software companies have done this quite well. You get to use Gmail for free. And then if you go over a certain amount of usage, then, um, then you have to buy it or Dropbox or Slack. You see this in the tech world, but you know, there's car companies. So Tesla says, you know, if you buy our car and you drive it for a week, if you don't like it, you can return it. Right. Okay. So they, you need a risk free or free model when the when the market's going sideways and when it's going down, and this is very important, Gavin, in the last 500 years of winters, the number one commercial strategy has been the building of associations, memberships, and groups. Really? The number one strategy. Do you notice all the groups that have been popping up over the yep. Yahoo groups and LinkedIn groups and Facebook yeah, groups yeah. and associations and you know peer-to-peer mentoring groups, right? <clears throat> Events were hugely popular because during times of uncertainty, we find safety in numbers. Great. And it is thought of as irresponsible to buy a product retail when things are volatile. So, but if I buy a subscription or a membership, well, that seems reasonable. I'm, I'm in the club. I pay a, you know, a Costco, which is a big chain here in the United States. They are a membership club and True. you can buy wholesale. Yeah. It's like shopping in a warehouse, yeah. right? If you were to take away the membership fees, Costco is basically a break-even company. Right. They make their money on the, on the subscriptions yeah. is where their true profit is. Yeah. Right? So those three things. Amazon to, Prime and you is need another to have a example menu. of that. So every, I say Amazon Prime is another example. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Perfect example. Perfect example. They will do anything. Netflix. You know, $8 a month, watch as much as you want. Audible.com yep. is now gone to a membership model. Yep. So you're not just buying a la carte. That's what they want. No internet company wants you shopping on the internet. Amazon doesn't want you on the internet. They want you on amazon.com. Yeah. And they want that app on your phone. So you hit that and you bypass the internet. Yep. So they want to get you in their club. Great. So during times of a falling market, during times of winter, as a business, then you want to be building a club, getting uh, building a community, uh, so that people can be um, yeah. can buy into what you're doing. Now, so what does that does that look simply as a, a group on on Facebook or LinkedIn or, or or another platform, or what could that look like in a in a sort of a business to business play? So business to business, same thing. So let's imagine for a moment you're a distributor of a product, yeah. a goods like physical products. Yeah. Let, let's go, let's go bricks and mortar right now. So we're not just using tech examples. Sure. So let's say I distribute, let's say I distribute surgical masks. Yep. That's what I do. Yep. Okay. It's a B2B play no matter what. Yes. All right. So here's, here's what I do is I have a premium option. I have the 50, I have the 50 pence mask. I have the one I have the, and that's good for every day walking around. I have the low, the mid-grade surgical mask, and that's for people who are not on the front lines, but they're just first responders. And then I have my, I have my premium mask, the KN95, the N95, and that's for sur- surgeons, first responders, medical professionals, healing professionals on the front line. So I now have a menu, <clears throat> okay, and I have my premium 
priced one. That's my that's my pricing model for when things go when things are moving quickly. Right? I've got my high priced model. I don't have the time to research, but you say you've got this one that's frontline uh, uh, quality assured. I'm going to go for that one. I'll pay a little bit more because you have seemed to have done the research. Great. Now let's let's uh, we need a free model. Right? Things are going crazy. You know there there are pretty soon governments and health organizations are going to recommend that we all wear masks right. when we go out. Social distance and wear a mask. It's coming. I'm predicting right here, Gavin, the number one fashion trend for, <laughs> for the fall of 2020 and 2021 will be fashion masks. Wow. Mark my word. Yeah, yeah. Their fashion designers are going to come out with fashion masks because in the United States specifically, they're not going to wear masks because they're not fashion forward enough. I suspect Europe will be the same. Oh. Asia has embraced it. They don't, you, you go to Tokyo, you'll see people wearing masks all over the place, right? But, um, you know, uh, but in, the, in Western Europe and in the United States, they are not gonna wear construction masks and surgical masks around when, in a suit. They're just simply not gonna do it. So you are gonna see fashion, uh, fashion companies and brands creating their own labeled ones. It's coming. Wow. Uh, you can, you, I, I, that's my prediction here. So, uh, so now, so that, so our sideways strategy is free. So let's say you're just not sure which mask to, to wear. Right. And so I'm going to say to you, I'll send you a week's supply of masks. Um, and I'll hold an authorization on your card, kind of like Zappos. And you send me back the ones you're not going to use. And I'll only charge you for the ones that you're going to use. And, you know, I'm going to stuff a few extra ones in there so you could try them out for a couple of days. If you don't like them, send the rest back. You don't have to pay. That's that's my second one. Third one is the club. Right. So here's what every hospital in the world wish they had right now. They wish they had VIP priority access to these materials. So what if I created a club kind of like uh, masks prime? Right now, hospital, hospital um, or primary care prime or hospital medical supply prime. And I would put create a subscription where if you are one of my subscription base and you're paying me, you know, 10 quid, 10 bucks a month. Um, and um, uh, that means you are on the priority list for short for supplies when they go in shortage. Right. So you will always get yours fulfilled. So I'm going to create a club a co-op, a consortium, sure. you call it what you want, but, but you're not only that, but I'm going to offer experts, you know, I'm going to offer training. I'm going to offer live events, <clears throat> not right now, of course, but maybe the live events on, on, on a platform. And I'm going to educate you to the proper use of these masks, you know, best practice in surgical techniques. No, sorry. Not when I mean surgical, not how to do surgery, but sure. surgical, like practice management techniques. Okay. And I'm also going to uh, uh, have additional resources for you. And so if I was doing goods, that's how I would, I would build out my, um, I would have those three menu items right now. Um, you watch how many hospitals would sign up right now for that club so they could get priority access to medical supplies and pay a premium. Right. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. So <clears throat> that membership of a club that adds value gives you access uh, and gives you access 
but you obviously chose an example there of, of a product that's seeing a surge in demand. But even if you've got uh, businesses where you're seeing a depression of demand at the moment because of lockdown, being a part, you're, you're still advocating that setting up a club, being a part of a community where you're offering support, advice, product, uh, is, is still something that people sure. want. Yeah, great. Well, imagine imagine this podcast right now. And I'm not suggesting for a second you're in shrinking demand, but I'm uh, imagine this podcast for just a moment. And you had a premium club going right now that says I'm, you know, there's a regular uh, podcast. But then after that, we do a QA and a with the expert for our premium members. So right after this podcast goes live or is aired, there's always a 15 minute Q&A where you'll be able to speak one on one with the speaker and you'll be able to get answers to all of your questions live. Right. That would have that would have value. Yeah. Yep. And 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 sites obviously like Patreon uh, uh, create uh, facilitate that to happen. Yeah. Fantastic. So yeah. Right on. Right on. So we're talking about is a period of time now where we we need that downward pricing strategy and uh, and then the the, the, the clubs etc. But we've already mm-hmm. touched on a couple of times the fact that there's there are a number of years when we're in this. So from a, a mindset point of view, to get people to uh, become okay, become if the word comfortable is appropriate here, to become accustomed to the uh, a prolonged yeah. period of winter. What what recommend what recommendations do you give to to business owners? Yeah, winter is a wonderful time if you're ready for it. By the way, it is. It weeds out weaker players. Mm. It forces you to innovate. But in winter, this is, this, is the, this is the counterintuitive part about winter, is that your customers and the buying public overall is willing to pay more for your products or service if they believe you're an expert. Right. So this is, this is important because during times of uncertainty, if if I'm going to engage with a product or service, I only have one chance with my money. Now think about it right now with the, with what's going on with COVID people are losing the, some of the value of their retirement plans, savings plans. You're giving back some of your money. You know, you're relying on government assistance in some cases, especially in the United States. You have one shot right now. You can't, you don't have the luxury of getting something wrong. So where would you rather place your money? with a mediocre resource that it might not go right, you might, have to, you might have to try it again, or would you pay a little bit more to go with a highly trusted resource because they guarantee you're gonna get through it the first time successfully, right. right? Most people would say, yeah, you know, I would pay that little bit more, right? And what you're saying is I pay a premium for expertise. And so remember how I said you negotiate 60% ARV. You can negotiate 60% ARV with most providers because they're not thought leaders. They're not prepared for winter and they're in trouble. But here's what I didn't say. I didn't say go in and walk into an Apple store and try to negotiate the purchase of an iPhone. Good luck with that one. Yeah. Want to know why? (laughs) Good luck with that one. You want to know why? Because Apple understands winter. Right. They charge a premium. People line up to buy it. Go try to negotiate your Rolex. Yeah. Go try to negotiate your Mercedes Benz. Yeah. They don't have to because they understand winter. They know their clientele. 
they don't have to negotiate. They're not selling you. Go into a, uh, go buy your Merc um, and go walk into the dealership and say, <laughs> I've got this, honey. Let me take it from here. I went to the seminar. Carl said 60% ARV <laughs> and walk up to the salesperson and say, oh, that car for 60,000, you're trying to sell for 60,000. Let me do the math. I'll take it for 36 brand new. Let's negotiate. And they'll say, oh, you want this for 36,000? That's great. Why don't you walk down the road to the other auto dealer who's lost their mind, who's selling an inferior brand. You can negotiate there, (laughs) right? And um, the beauty in winter is that it unfairly and exponentially rewards those that are thought leaders. So you need to build your expertise. Podcasting is a brilliant way to do it. And you're doing that. You're building your thought leadership. Well, you need to be building your, your credentials and, and aspire to the top associations, certifications, accreditations, you know, and, um, and what in your industry would be considered um, the highest status achievements, awards, you name it. Okay. Build that authority. Fantastic. You mentioned, you mentioned a, a few minutes ago that winter is a great time for those business owners that are prepared. What about those business owners that suddenly found themselves plummeted into winter uh, and they're not prepared? What, what would your advice be to them? Well, if, if they had started to plummet, then number one, um, regroup. Find, find a way. I would, if you're plummeting, it's likely you, you do not fully understand your ideal client avatar well enough. And so I would circle back and decide who is the most likely and best beneficiary of my products and services? Who values me the most? Meaning they're willing to pay my premium. They love what I do. They place a high value on what I do and would refer me to others willingly and often. And go back to that group and dive into what their needs are and be successful with that group. If you're plummeting now, could be a lot of reasons. Oh, we're short on capital. You're short on capital because you, you don't have great systems or you have a boring message. You need, to, you need to go back and answer these two questions. What, is so com- what would be so compelling about my business that my competitors' customers would be willing to leave buying from them and buy from me and pay a premium? What would I have to do? What would I have to offer? And then secondly, what would be so compelling about my business that my competitors' employees would leave working for them and come work for me and be willing to earn less than they earn now? Great questions. If you can answer those two questions successfully, then you probably understand your ideal client better and you're probably better positioned for turnaround. And, you know, while we're now, and specifically now, while we're in the middle of COVID-19, if you're under lockdown, take advantage of this time and regroup and recalibrate. Because you, if you're, the relationship with your clientele is strong enough, um, I would suggest that you do a 12-month cash forecast yep. and not just 30, 60, 90. Do a 12-month all the way to next March or April of next year. Yep. Look at the big picture first and understand how bad is it. Yep. Most people are telling me it's not as bad as it actually looks. Then make your 30, 60, 90 plan. Yep. Um, but circle back with your ideal client avatar and start servicing them at the highest level and you'll regain your footing in your business. 
can I just recap those those two questions are absolute gold dust. So can I just re ask you to repeat those two questions, please, Carl? You know, what would be mm -hmm. so what would be so compelling? Number one. Yeah, number one. No, what is so compelling about my business that my competitors' clients would leave them and and come and buy from me and pay my premium. Right. Okay, that's number one. Number two is what is so compelling about my business? Me and it's usually how I do business or why I'm in business. It's usually those two. The what is a commodity? How and the why are the premiums here? What is so what is so compelling about my business that the employees of other comp my competitors would leave that job and come work for me and even if it meant earning less. Yeah, great. Love those questions. So if you powerful. can answer those two questions successfully, you're on your way. Great. And I, I love that um, you know, phrase you just said that you would help to reestablish your footing, you know, circle back to that avatar of people that actually will do see the value and you're 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 proving vital to their business right now, and uh, yeah. enables you to to reestablish your footing. Uh, this is gold, Carl. This is absolutely yeah. fantastic. How do people find out more about your thinking, your messages, your your your, your sort of an advisor? Sure. So I, um, uh, .com is the best way to the best way to uh, find me. All things me on the internet you can find through there. Um, I run a micro podcast every morning called hashtag seven zero second CEO. So 70 second CEO, it's a one minute, 10 second tip every day about how to run your business. And uh, so if you want to check me out on YouTube or anywhere that you get your podcasts, uh, but for your listeners, if you'd like to, we're running COVID-19 strategy sessions and triage sessions right now on how to best manage your business during a crisis. So if you go to carlgould.com or you go to sevenstageadvisors.com, um, just in the contact us page, just put uh, a strategy session and I'll make sure that you guys all get a free strategy session. That's fantastic. Carl, really, really appreciate your time today. Absolutely fantastic advice and really sort of fascinating insights. So again, around the period of winter and what you can do with your pricing and also your strategy to reestablish your footing if that's where you need to be. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.